Welcome back to The Modern Missionary. Today we are talking about service. Got a big question for you. Are you even a Christian if you aren't serving in some capacity? Jesus calls us to be servants, and today we're going to answer the question, why a modern missionary needs service in their life? Uh, But to answer that question, we're also going to start with kind of the problem, which is why aren't Christians serving in some capacity? What is keeping them from doing that? I'm joined today by Natalia and Taylor. This podcast is hosted by YWAM in the summer and Fireplace Ministries, and we're super stoked to talk about this to encourage you to get serving in some capacity. So, Natalia, what's keeping Christians from serving in their communities in some way, shape, or form? Oh my goodness, there are so many reasons I think people hesitate to get involved in serving their church. No one um, consciously is thinking, oh wow, like I really just want to be fed. And I don't want to really participate in the growth of the church and what I'm contributing. No one's thinking that. But I think a lot of times people get caught up in this mentality of, well, I don't think that's my gift or uh, I'm not sure if I'm called to serve in this way or that way. And so I think a lot of times it can get um, a little overcomplicated for people um, where they're like, this isn't a good fit. Like this isn't specifically my gift. And if it's not my gift, I'm not going to do it right. Um, Where someone might feel they really have a gift for leading worship and there may not be a spot in the worship team every week. And so they just wait every couple months to serve, right? And while there's nothing wrong with trying to find where your gift will fit to serve the church, um, then the question we have to ask is, okay, like in those weeks where that opportunity may not be there, no one really feels they have the gift of stacking chairs. Mm -hmm. No one really feels they have the gift of helping cars park, right? So it's like, what are the basic things that we should be doing to serve both our church and our community at large um, that maybe we've overcomplicated? Yeah, absolutely. Taylor, what about you? Yeah, I I agree with a lot of that. I think, I think we definitely have like overcomplicated it, you know, and I think that we've definitely like, we've kind of created almost that, that kind of consumer mentality, you know, of like, I come to church with my coffee and I listen to a good teaching and then I like, um, and I get a good word and I move on. Right. And that's gone so far away from originally what church was, where church was the body of Christ coming together in their city and doing things for the kingdom of God, right? And so the the church was always meant to be a place where people uh, are serving their community and changing the world around them through serving them, right? And Jesus serves us, right? But I think it it almost has become a um, like a shift of a mentality of I go to church for me to get to get something, which isn't bad. We should get fed at mm-hmm. church, but you should also go to church with the I'm also here to pour out. Like I'm here to receive and to give, right? And both both and right. And um and I think right. that why as well as what Natalia was saying of just sometimes people they say like, well, I don't have a gift for kids church or for hospitality or whatever. I want to be like the worship team guy or something, you know. And I I think that that as well limits us from serving there's a verse um proverbs 18 16 and it says that uh, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great right a lot of times people like they think um 
uh, I have to be serving where my gift is or else I'll never steward it. But actually your gift will make a way for you, you know? And so if you just, I remember one of our main worship leaders now, he said, I want to be on the worship team, right? How do I get there? And our pastor said, well, right now, serve in the tech team <laughs> so he did powerpoints and sound in the tech right but then they brought him to the practice and then all of a sudden things made way for him and then all of a sudden he got asked to be on stage and now he's one of our main worship leaders right but it yeah. started with his heart first to serve a need in the community and then his gift made away from him in the right timing yeah. but god built a character in him first through serving you know so that's what i would say is like um that's kind of a reason why some people don't want to serve because it's not their gift or they have this mentality of like i'm here to receive only you know absolutely i think the road to leadership is actually paved in service and i think that's something that like we don't understand nor do we give value to that we think that like getting to leadership we have to be qualified we have to be like the best and uh i don't know what other people think like it takes to become a leader but i think we we're missing that point where it's like actually service is what is going to like the like practical steps in getting me to that place especially in like christian culture and so i think there's a lack of understanding the value of service like we do see like we're grateful for people who are directing traffic or like who stack chairs and stuff but i think like to a degree there's this belief that it's like yeah that's that's not that important where it is like it is so important it is so valuable um and I think what happened, you know, for me and my personal journey, it's been uh, the story of Joseph has played this like interesting, like encouraging story to me. Because here's Joseph. He gets this dream of like he's going to be in charge one day, but he doesn't take that that dream of leadership and be like, oh, that is who I am now. But instead, it's like it's something that's enacted over time and like the ups and downs of his life that ultimately lead him to that place. Um and so, I mean, he does share the dream with his brothers and like, that's what starts this like terrible journey for him. But for me, the way that that story encourages me, it's like, okay, I think God wants to do this to me, but like, I'm going to be a ve- like, I'm, I'm not assuming that now. I'm not expecting that now. I'm not expecting me to immediately walk in that leadership role now, but I'm going to like, I'm going to continue to serve and be prepared and cultivated to ultimately one day arrive at that like destination that I see God preparing for me. And I think we need to understand the value of journey the journey and the value of like service plays in that journey you know um i think a question uh i want to ask is this is what happens like if a missionary is not serving like what what begins to take place if a missionary just isn't plugged in serving isn't one of their priorities they're not about it what are some of the effects that you begin to see kind of in that missionary okay i guess i'll go first um i think first it's very hard to um, imitate Jesus if you're not serving. Because um, Jesus said, um, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Um, it's Mark 10, 35. Um, and he even said, the greatest among you will be a servant. And that's in Matthew 23, um, just in the story of Jesus washing his own disciples' feet. So it's really interesting to think about, okay, a modern-day missionary is someone who is living out the life of Jesus, the way of Jesus, right? Just as the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, we are trying to um, stay connected, to abide in God in such a way that the people around us can meet Jesus and interacting with us, right? Can be pointed toward Him. And so to try to be a missionary 
without serving at all, that's almost, that's impossible because we've completely disregarded what Jesus said he came to do, that he did not come to be served, but to serve, right? And so that's one of the first ways. And then the second way is it is mm-hmm. very difficult um, to authentically preach good news from above. When we are not serving, then we are asserting that we have mm-hmm. something that you don't have and you should just listen to us. And no one likes that. <laughs> that don't doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? And so when we try to disconnect the gospel, the good news of Jesus from service, then we're also just taking away part of part of the gospel, part of the good news that Jesus didn't go to the powerful and the rich and the mighty and ask for them to give him wealth or food or any of these different things, right? Like he actually fed the 5,000 and he sat with the poor and he sat with the marginalized and those are the ones he went to. So if we uh, try to attempt to be missionaries out service, um, then it's also, we are robbing the gospel of some of its authenticity and how it was meant to come to us. Taylor, you have something to add to that? Yeah, that's so good. So good. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say two things is one, like, if you really want to be a missionary preaching the gospel, bringing people to, to Jesus, you know, Matthew five sixteen, he says, uh, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. So, when you are serving, it brings glory to Jesus and people see you serving and then they say, wow, like why are they doing that why are they going out of their way to love people serve people give and it brings glory to god and it preaches the gospel you know one of my favorite old monks you know saint francis of assisi he said you know preach the gospel at all times and if necessary use words (laughs) you know so the idea is you preach the gospel without even using words by the way you serve by the way you live your life by the way you give so that's what one of the main reasons is if you don't serve as a missionary uh, i mean if you don't serve as a christian then you're not glorifying the father and you're not pointing other people to him like you're not preaching the gospel you know and it's okay if you don't know how to preach the gospel just serve and that preaches the gospel Mm -hmm. right and so but then the next thing too is i think it's just unhealthy for you as a christian so i think your faith will start to die it's kind of like the whole you know if i i gain weight when i eat more than i'm burning off right calorie wise it's kind of the same idea spiritually when i'm just receiving 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 and my faith is all about me growing uh the growth won't happen and i'll become unhealthy and unbalanced as a christian if i'm also not pouring out and giving and and serving somewhere you know um and so you almost become more of a selfish christian if you're not serving and selfishness is going to kill your faith right because the whole point of our faith is is selflessness jesus and others right and so if you want to be healthy as a christian it's almost like the cardio for your faith is going to be serving (laughs) you know it's getting out there and serving people and it's going to keep you healthy I'm thinking I want to introduce kind of an important topic because I'm thinking about this and kind of surprising it on you guys, but I think it's important and I want to cover it because I've seen as a youth pastor, we've talked about this, how I kind of took advantage by using um, my volunteers in my fourth through sixth grade ministry. They were serving and I created this kind of like, you know, 
we're just serving and using them. And I've seen so many worship leaders and different people on serving teams where they're just like serving is actually just draining life out of them. And when realistically, I think it's supposed to be the most life giving thing that they're doing. Uh, Jesus said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Like there is a gift there, but I think in uh, Christian culture today, serving can actually become such a burden and you're drained and it's not filling you up. So how do you maintain that like that attitude where service is actually something that's giving you life and building you up and drawing you closer to Jesus as opposed to something that's just like, you know, your cup is running dry and you've got to do it again and here's another event that you've got to be a part of and you have to like, you know, lower yourself. So how do you maintain that attitude where it's actually like something that's filling you up? I think one thing that's interesting in this is like that exact tension of like, okay, like let me not just be like uh, a lazy Christian <laughs> that is just gaining weight spiritually and not using any of the nutrients that I'm intaking um, to bless and to feed others, right? And um, at the same time, like we can put ourselves in positions where we are over exercising spiritually, right? And I think that is one of those places where we get to walk out um, attention in our faith in our own personal relationships with Jesus, right? So this is when we have to take stock of ourselves and our souls and how we're doing, right? Because there are mm -hmm. seasons where I find myself with a much greater capacity to serve than other seasons, where I feel really full of the Lord. I feel like I'm getting poured into and I am mm -hmm. so excited to show up at every single event and give, you know? Um, and there are other seasons where I'm like, okay, this is the one thing I do a week to pour out. And mm -hmm. sometimes I really have to pray before that. And so this is one thing where, um, it would be so nice if we could just get a checklist of like, I did it. I served and I did exactly what I need to do. But, mm -hmm. but no, like this is like the nature of our relationships with Jesus is that we each have to walk it out personally, right? There is no right. one way. There is the way of Jesus and it's about walking with him on that path. Um, mm -hmm. And so really taking care of our own souls and knowing that Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? So I think we sometimes blaze over this um, in the way we talk about service, but you have to love yourself first in order to mm. love your neighbor well. So like, are you practicing mm. self-compassion? Are you practicing mm. self-care? Are you giving yourself grace? And mm. out of that place of like abundance, are you letting life flow out of you? I think of the story of when Jesus was at the well ministering to the Samaritan woman and like his disciples came and I I think they were bringing him food, right? And they're like, where, where did he get this food? And he makes the statement and he says like, um, my only food isn't, is my food is to do the will of God or the will of the Father who sent me, right? And I'm, I feel I'm butchering that, but like, do you guys know what I'm talking about in that statement? Yeah, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. You got it. Exactly. So there's that aspect where like we are tired, we are hungry, and we're in service. But like the thing that's becomes a priority and Jesus modeled this is to do the will of the Father and to seek that. And that's actually like the thing that's giving us life and giving us energy and giving us abundance. So I think in, uh, to answer my own question, a thing that 
begins where service begins to drain us rather than fill us is when we get away from actually the vision and calling that God is giving us to like to serve or we're just so far away from a relationship with God that we're not even serving out of that relationship we're not serving out of like uh, a, a communion with him but instead we're just like I'm just doing this because I have to do this um, I remember when I was serving it with YWAM down in Chile like I was in this uh, pretty steady stream of like I would go down to Chile and then I'd come back serve my church in an internship go back down to Chile and a friend told me and she's like James you don't have to go down there you don't have to go you know serve because it was hard leaving my family leaving my friends uh, for that period of time but for me it was just like I was like no, you're right I don't have to but like that's where God's calling me. That's where like I'm meant to go. And it is hard to leave. It's not easy, but like, I just, I was so certain that that's like, that's where there's purpose for me. That's where God's calling me to. And so even though it was hard and difficult, um, and exhausting at times, that's where God was calling me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I just like to add in, uh, it's kind of going back to that analogy of like the the body right you know of like if you're uh if you're eating way more than you're burning calories right you're going to become unhealthy right in the same spiritually but the reverse is true if you're burning more than you're getting fed and eating you're also going to starve to death right and and your body's going to collapse right so so Mm -hmm. the same idea is is if you make serving can only work if it comes secondary to your intimacy with the lord we did a whole episode on intimacy connection with god all of that right but if if serving for jesus comes more important than being just connected with him and getting time with him then you will burn out right um so as long as you keep serving Mm -hmm. secondary to first being with and connecting with and and receiving all of that um that that you'll stay healthy if that's the case right because then you're receiving and you're and you're giving out it's like the church in revelations where in chapter two like they had so much good works and they were serving like up a storm they were doing so well but jesus actually rebukes them and says you've lost your first love come back to your first love and so as long if you if you my answer would be if you keep your first love the first love then you won't burn out in serving because you'll create boundaries in your life to protect your first love with jesus right and and you'll know like hey I, I have to, I'm not going to go to that specific event because I need time with Jesus right now, kind of a thing, you know, and you, you, you protect your time with mm-hmm. him first and then serve, serve secondary, you know, kind of a thing. But I've seen a lot of people because they're tired, not serve. And then they stay home and watch Netflix, you know? Um, and that's more like, that's not, that's not really filling your spirit. <laughs> right. And so it's not like, uh, you can't be afraid to get out there and serve as well, right? So get out and serve, but just make sure that you're spending more time with Jesus than you're spending like doing things for him. Like, does that make sense? Kind of keep the priority intimacy and then serve from that place. Yeah, absolutely. So why does a modern missionary like need service in their in their mission, in their intentionality of pursuing God? Uh, there's this beautiful imagery that I saw in a video once, I'm stealing it from somebody else, but it talks about the the difference between the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. And the Sea of Galilee is just this this place that is just full of life, teeming with fish. Like there's so much happening there and it's a great place. And it has a river outlet that there's places that flow into it. And then it has an outlet that's flowing out of it, right? And goes down. Uh, and then there's the Dead Sea, which is connected to the same body of water. But the difference between the Dead Sea is that it has an inlet pouring into it, but there's nowhere 
for it to pour out. And so here is this see that it's just, it doesn't have any way to get rid of what's coming into it. And so it's just full of all these nutrients and it's too nutrient rich that it's actually become a hostile environment for life to actually take place. And so the Dead Sea is just salty and like nothing can live in it. And if you sit in it, you float because of the buoyancy of the salt, right? And that's just an imagery of a missionary like, or even of any Christian, uh, but especially as all of us called to be modern missionaries, uh, if we are getting, if we are being poured into in our life, we need to make sure that we are having a place to give that away. Because if that just sits in us and doesn't go anywhere, it's not going to be healthy. It's going to turn toxic inside of us. If we're just constantly receiving or our relationship with God or relationship uh, to the church is just a place where we're receiving and there's no place for that to pour out, uh, that information is just going to, it's going to pull up inside of us and it's not going to be useful. It's not going to be healthy for us or for others right so why else does like a modern missionary kind of need that um yeah so I, I would say for me it's just it's just going back for the sake of like you just mentioned there for the sake of your health for the sake of your own faith you need to serve but um to stay healthy and growing as a christian but also for the sake of everyone else encountering jesus because if you don't serve then god's not getting this glory and people aren't coming to him right and for the sake of jesus himself because he deserves to get glory right and we want to be like him and all that so it's kind of like for the sake of christ we serve for the sake of others we serve and for the sake of ourselves we serve because it keeps us healthy and continues to preach the gospel and bring glory to jesus you know so if i were to sum up the why like that's that's the why for me for sure mm -hmm. natalia what about you like why why is service such an important part of your life i think something that's really um interesting for me just in my relationship with the church is um I remember where I was when I read Psalm 163 for the first time, where it says, my delight's in God and in the saints of the land. And I was stunned by this of like all my delight. Like, I'm like, I don't feel like I delight in the saints. I don't feel a ton of like, like exuberance over the church. Right. And um, when I went to college and I picked a church for the first time ever i loved my home church growing up absolutely loved it but there's something different of like when you leave your home and you're an adult and you pick a church i would wake up at 3 a.m just so excited to go to church and i i couldn't help it i just felt this like incredible love from god for my church and so um i think one aspect that sometimes gets ignored in the in the yeah it's like for you and it's for god and it's for others in service is also just the basic um, expression of love is service, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it would be very hard to stay married for someone who to stay married with someone who never did anything for you, right? Or who never looked out for your needs and who never preferred you above themselves, right? And so, service in some ways is part of our expression of unity with the body of Christ. Um, it's how we declare, I love you, and I am invested in your full flourishing in Christ, mm -hmm. even if it's just by setting up chairs, right? Even if it's just um, serving in the kids' ministry, and there's no just serving in the kids' ministry, like, they are experiencing Jesus in ways that we can't even comprehend, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the idea of, like, love for the church, right, being the motivator of that, and then also when we are invested in praying for our communities, um, you will be filled with the love of God for strangers. And it's 
the most fun thing to literally meet someone for the first time and to feel that like I don't know you but I love you and so this week I was actually um just talking to this girl in a coffee shop and she was telling me she's a postdoc student and like what she's studying and that it's been a little rough not having a car and I was like oh my goodness I was like do you want me to like give you a ride whenever I go get groceries and she's like you would do that? Like, of course. And so literally exchange numbers just to be able to give her a ride whenever I'm getting groceries. And that's not because I have a duty to do that as a Christian or it's a checklist. It's because genuinely I love her and I want Mm -hmm. to serve her because Jesus loves her. Yeah. Uh, in Matthew twenty five forty, there's this verse that says, "Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me." And this is a model, this is something that Jesus sets us up to understand that when we are serving others, like anybody, and like anybody, we're actually like it's a direct service unto Him, and that that's a hard concept to put into practice every single time uh but understanding that like that person that you're serving that you're doing something for like you are actually serving the feet of jesus right there you are serving him and like he recognizes and remember that and so in our service if we can continue to maintain like we are not just serving people but we're actually serving christ like through what we're doing um that's such a life-giving kind of like honoring thing to know that the king of the universe here's a practical way for me to minister directly to him as by serving others. And so if we continue to keep that in our mindset as modern missionaries, it just keeps that like connection to God so much more real in our lives as we just we're serving Jesus. We're not, and like we're feeding the homeless, we're serving Jesus. Like Jesus was one of them or all of them really like walking up getting fed. If we go out of our way to do something for somebody that we don't know, we're doing that for Jesus. We'll find out in heaven that Jesus was there present receiving that gift uh and that honor and and that that should be a part of our thinking and our mentality uh, and in terms of looking for opportunities to serve, right? Come on. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So with kind of like bringing this podcast and service uh, and summing it up, like what are some practical solutions or steps forward for um, our listeners to get involved in service? Maybe they they don't know where to go or they don't know like how to start, but they know based on this and this that they should. Uh, What do you guys think are some tips or tools for them to like start serving? Um, Yeah, I would say, so just find find a need and fill it, you know. Someone once told me, uh, I was at this big missions organization place and they were saying, if you see something here that you're saying that's that's not being done right that or there's a lack here maybe god highlighted it to you because you're the one who's meant to fill the need <laughs> you know and like mm-hmm. so don't just complain about mm-hmm. that it looks like a mess in here all the time volunteer to be the guy to clean it you know things like that right don't complain about the mm-hmm. live stream not working volunteer to help you know like so those complaining points don't complain fill the need you know and so i would say and that works for every area so Mm -hmm. this is for church and outside of church so if you're saying like man i'm noticing all these homeless people maybe god's putting it on your heart to go serve at a homeless shelter you know or oh man i'm noticing that there's this thing going wrong in the community maybe that's god putting it on your heart to go serve that need in the community um but if you practically really don't know where to start i would just go into into your church or uh, the first need you see and just say uh, can i serve there where where do you have a, a need and if they say we really need someone in the nursery or kids ministry or parking lot or you know whatever they say 
just take a season and say, okay, I would love to start helping there, you know? And, uh, and that, that's a good place to start. And as it's like, it's easier to steer uh, a boat that's moving. You can't really steer it when it's not moving. So just start serving somewhere where you see a need and then God will make a way for you. And then you'll learn, Ooh, I'm, I'm not as big on the, the parking lot. I actually really love joining the prayer team, you know, or I really loved the tech team. Like with me and my church, I served on every single team possible. Like I just saw needs and I just helped in different spots. And in one season, it was kids church. Yeah. One season, it was youth. One season, it was prayer. And it shifted through the seasons. Um, and and then I kind of found my, my niche of where I really loved to serve. But it started like I didn't know where. So I just found mm -hmm. the need and served there. So that's what I encourage people. Just find the need and just serve there. And then God will shift it and change it as you grow, you know? Yeah, I love that willingness aspect. Uh, in Isaiah 6, God asks, or he doesn't ask, he just, well, I guess it is a question, but he just looks at it and he says, whom shall I send? And Isaiah's sitting right there. And it's like, I think for all of us believers, God looks at all this and like, who, who, who shall I send? Who's going to go? And we're all standing right there like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, but Isaiah's response and like the very like the inclined response is like, uh, is like, I'll go. You know, how can you stand before the creator in terms of like the needs in our community and not say, I'm willing to go do it? Because God is looking for people who are willing to enter into those places. And so let's take that attitude and heart of like, God, I'm willing, I'll go. Like, where, where is it? And like, go to your church and ask that question. I think it is like, I do believe in the. Uh, the necessity of serving in your local church, but that's not the only way to serve. Um, there are other places, uh, other organizations you can be serving in that's very valuable. Uh, you're not just serving like this organizational church, but you're, you know, you're serving the body, you're serving people. That's important. But Natalia, do you have any tips on like how to even serve just even just on a very like relational way beyond just like serving organizations or filling like a role in a place, but like, how can you just be more servant in just your lifestyle? Um, I love this question. You knew this is where I'd go. Um, so Jesus whole ministry was about being interrupted and interrupting people. Um, there aren't a lot of interactions that he has where he's not either stopped on the way as he's doing something or where he interrupts how things are going, whether it's in the synagogue or in a festival or even at a wedding, right? And um, I think one of my favorite things is just creating space in my schedule to be interrupted. Um, I struggle with this sometimes. We are in a society measured by productivity. So it's mm -hmm. like, you're scheduled one to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. So a discipline for me to be able to have opportunities to serve like the stranger and to serve friends is just having extra space, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, oh, I have enough space in my schedule to go and to offer to pick these people up to come to Target with me, right? And, and to go on a grocery run. So like just like sending out that text. Um, mm -hmm. I think another thing that is really sweet is noticing, okay, so who doesn't seem super connected? Like, this may seem like one of the, like, a not a superhero way to serve, but just, like, noticing, like, who doesn't have anyone to eat with in my community, right? Like, whether it's someone who's elderly or someone who has family who's traveling or um, mm -hmm. someone who's in a transitional season of life. Like, who needs people to eat with? Who may need a ride somewhere, right? Like, two very easy ones. 
And then who has trouble meeting basic needs? So if there's someone who I know can't mow their own lawn or like rake their own leaves mm -hmm. or those kind of things, like just looking around me to be like, what are those little gaps where I can, I can fill that with Jesus yeah. heart for them? Yeah. I think look around at your neighbors, you know, look at the people who are close to you and find, like try to start there, honestly. Uh, loving our neighbors is an important tool. I think we make that a really big picture of like, and Jesus did. He helped us do that. You know, people, disciples asking the question, who is my neighbor? You know, to decide like, what's that limitation? And so we do often approach it looking at it a very big, like everybody's my neighbor. But I think there is value in just like looking at the people, like try to get to know the people who live right next to you and find ways to serve them and build relationship through that service and just find like, what do they need? How can I help uh, and get on their level? But I think that's an important part of just cultivating that attitude. Uh, with YWAM in the summer, it's like our heart and our desire to partner and serve churches. Uh, our verse that like defines who we are in the season is Ephesians 4.12, which says, Equip the saints for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And I just believe that like as saints all ministers all believers and christians like take that heart of service like it's just going to build the body of christ up as we take that attitude of like i didn't come to be served but to serve like if all the church was taking that like the amount of fruit that would be produced for the kingdom is just unimaginable and so like we want to do that from our standpoint we want to help people walk in service but we also want to serve the local church we want to serve parachurch ministries we want to like ywam sends so many people into missions we want to use personnel to like help sustain these ministries like fellowship of Christian athletes like these ministries on churches that are evangelizing we want to come alongside and help serve them but we also want to encourage like other people in that process to come serve alongside of us so that's a big heart for what we are going after for sure so this is uh, why service is important for the modern day missionary. Uh, thank you, Natalia and Taylor, for joining us today. Um, and listeners, we hope you guys join us for our next episode. So God bless you guys. And uh, make sure you subscribe, like our video, follow more about what we're doing with YWAM in the summer on our Instagram or TikTok pages. Uh, also, definitely check out Taylor and everything that he's doing with Fireplace Faith. Um, he wants to see just our world transformed through prayer, and he specifically wants to get a permanent house prayer planted in north county san diego so check out what he's doing his links are in the bio um, but thank you guys for listening have a great rest of your day